Today is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Les Brown. You're listening to Tuesday Transformation, Understanding Copper Toxicity. Welcome to Transformation Tuesday. In the next few minutes, we're going to learn something new, grow together, and get inspired. Let's do this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here and spending a little of your Tuesday with me or wherever it happened to be for you, wherever or whenever but it's Tuesday for me, so thank you so much for being here. On Friday, I interview Charlie Barker. He's the world's first patent holder of a bioavailable copper and founder of Mito Synergy, which is the company that produces it and sells it. It's a fascinating talk, and it may sound like this is like, what the heck kind of episode is this? Like, that's totally out of left field, but it's really not. And I'll tell you why, because copper is such a big problem for health and getting it right. First off, 90 percent of the copper out there that's basically in supplements is not bioavailable. And with copper specifically, out of all of the minerals, and there's many, it's it's a very dangerous one to accumulate because it gets, you know, it starts accumulating, goes in your brain and your liver and all these different things. And most people, if you're not taking care of your nutrition, are at risk for a copper imbalance. And what copper does, it has so many roles in your energy in your neurology, a lot of the ADHD, you know, uh, hypoactive, hyperactive manias, schizophrenia, a lot of actually neurological problems have to do with a copper imbalance to some degree because copper plays a huge role in the nervous system. Also plays a huge role in energy. So people who are fatigued, they tend to have some symptoms uh, because of copper deficiency. And because of the way copper works in the body, which is, it's a little technical, we'll get into it on Friday, and today I'll, I'll share a few things with you. But because of the way copper works, you know, understanding it and using bioavailable forms, which there really aren't many other than food, and this new patent, relatively new, uh, of Charlie's, which we're going to be talking about on Friday. It's so interesting, very interesting. If you like to nerd out on biohacking stuff, then Friday is going to tickle your fancy. It's going to be some great stuff. I mean, it tickled my fancy, and I've been learning and researching stuff like this for 15, 16 years now. So copper is a huge one. It affects many things that you feel uh, from your endocrine system to your neurology, your psychology, your emotions, estrogen levels. I mean, there's just so many things to get right with this. And I think a lot of people don't realize how big of an issue copper toxicity is. If you're in the alternative field and, you know, you do a lot of like testing and things like that, then you know what I'm talking about that hidden copper toxicity is is a problem. So today I just, you know, we're not going to get super detailed today, but I'm going to give you a few things to look out for, to kind of consider. Make sure you tune in on Friday for my interview with Charles. If you also like to read, I published an article today on the Hacker blog on oxalates and how to deal with them. So oxalates are actually another thing that a lot of people don't realize the danger of. You know, they're plant compounds, they're anti-nutrients, so if you know what that is, but basically they're plant compounds that kind of normally they don't have a problem for most people with healthy guts, but most people don't have a healthy gut. So oxalates cause a lot of inflammation 
if they're not managed properly and they can lead to kidney stones. So if you ever had kidney stones, then check out this article because this is one of these things where we look at how to manage your oxalate so you can reduce the burden of kidney stone. And kidney stones are terrible. And if you are getting them, then most of the time that's usually because of oxalates, some sort of management, but it's not really directly because of oxalates because they're not being managed. You can't really avoid oxalates because they're in a lot of healthy foods, but this article will give you some great strategies on how to overcome it. So go check it out, danceoflife.com slash hacker. Thanks so much again for being here with me today. Make sure you subscribe, share. Let's do this. Understanding copper toxicity. All right. Of course, as always, got to give you a little disclaimer here. This is not medical advice. Always do your own research. Stay in touch on the website if you have any desire for support with this. Uh, you know, there's a regular health blog that I maintain. There's a lot of info on there. Or if you want the full shebang, get a copy of my big ass book, Dance Your Way Through Life, No BS Guide to Hacking Your Body, Mind, and Soul for Success. There's over 1,600 scientific references in this book. It's a monster. It's going to be with you for life, but you can get that and dive into all the research there. Uh, you can get it at danceyourwaythroughlife.com. All right. Number one, you have to understand serum copper versus ceruloplasmin. When you go get a blood test for copper, they test the amount of copper floating around in your blood. For the most part, that's useless. And you know, we'll get into that on Friday is why it's useless, but it's not entirely useless because if you can also test ceruloplasmin, which is a copper binding protein, and basically, you know, it's an idea of how your body is carrying it, then you can create sort of a little ratio. So the ratio is you multiply your ceruloplasmin by three, and then you subtract it from your serum copper. If the number that you get from this formula is greater than 25, then you have too much free copper floating around in your blood and it can accumulate over time. So that's just, you know, some people make lower ceruloplasmin. I'm one of them. Uh, you may just have genetic issues. So you have to, that's even more, you have to watch. That's why it's so important to test the ceruloplasmin. You have to see where you're at because if you're on the low end and you tend to produce lower ceruloplasmin, that means your body, you definitely should avoid supplements with crappy copper sulfates and all this kind of stuff. And I found out recently that even the amino acid copper chelate that I often recommend, which is from Albion, and they're like pretty much the gold standard in mineral nutrition, even that's not good because of something you'll learn on Friday. So I'm going to leave it at that. You know, it's it's very interesting. But anyway, that's one thing to measure is to see your ceruloplasmin to your serum copper. Let's see what the ratio is there because that gives you an idea of kind of where you're at. Now, tip number two is your lymphocyte copper. This is very important. I've talked about this. You can go episode 219 on the podcast with Nicole from SpectraCell. They're the only company that has this test called the SpectraCell Micronutrient Test where they test your lymphocytes. So what does that mean? That's your white blood cells and how much you know nutrients is in those blood cells. And they do a very innovative test that grows your cells so it looks at their actual performance rather than testing you know, it's just sort of this static number in like a red blood cell or anything else. And there's a lot of reasons why this particular test in your lymphocytes is the gold standard for understanding functionally what's actually getting in your cells. Because if you have high copper in your blood and it's very low in your cells, that means you've got a processing problem genetically. And, you know, so that's important to know, right? That's important because, again, it can lead to toxicity. 
Number three is your lifestyle nutritional factors. Things like copper pipes, IUDs, uh, cooking with copper utensils, smoking, believe it or not, is a big source. Nutritional deficiencies in zinc and some other you know, vitamins, obviously. All that stuff can lead to a copper imbalance. And over time, you know, phytoestrogens, xenoestrogens, you know, these types of uh, chemicals they have in personal care products that can raise your estrogen level. Estrogen and copper are related. So all those things together, basically just living a healthy life, right, as much as possible can help with the copper imbalance. But if you've got a lot of these things going on, it may also lead to a copper imbalance because your body can't get rid of it fast enough. So I'm going to leave it at that just to kind of pique your curiosity. If, if some of these things just sounded like Arabic to you, then don't worry. Tune in on Friday for my interview with uh, Charlie. You can also get a copy of my book. It's a big book. It's going to cost a little bit, but you get some time with me. You get a, fr- uh, a free session with me and some other stuff, some other goodies in there, but the book will last you forever. And so there's a lot of research there if you really want to dive into it. But either way, you know, I, I hope this has empowered you a little bit with your health. We'll see you on Friday. You know, it's a complicated process, but don't worry. We'll, we'll make it simple. And at the end of the day, you always have an action plan uh, with the book. With Friday, we're going to give you some actionable things. And if, if this stuff sounds confusing, don't be afraid to reach out either. I'm always there for you. Until then, don't forget, your life is a dance. So go out there and dance it well. For more inspiration, weekly articles on health and wellness, and free resources to align your body, mind, and soul, visit danceoflife.com.